welcome to the bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. In today's edition, Raj and Richard discuss Are new business models required for the new normal? When I start looking at what's happening now, it's interesting that how people are looking at things. You mentioned about corporate travel, for instance. Obviously, on the agency side, one could argue those the consolidations are really aimed at expectations of a corporate sector that's going to revive itself yeah when, when, when you start looking at who those people are they're more corporate orientated less leisure based so therefore those consolidations are being driven by corporates coming back into the market coming back and reviving their travel plans etc however on the other side is climate change and last week I think it was last week, the CEO of Zurich Insurance came out with a statement saying that they were go- he'd kind of committed to reducing air travel by 70%. That's going to have an impact on the call. 70%. We're not talking about 5% or 10%. 70% of, co- of air travel is going to reduce that by. And he said that as a benchmark. That's why he said it. He's saying, this is what we're doing. I think, a, I think a lot of companies now... When they look at the climate change and they want and they everybody wants to be say they're doing something okay so some people say they're going net zero and all the companies are trying to go net zero but he was the first one that i've come across who's actually set a benchmark based on air travel which obviously has a direct impact on you know, the hotel sector and service department sector so at the site on the one hand you're seeing this consolidation of expected corporate travel and yet the corporates are kind of having to put themselves in a position where they're saying, you know what, we're not going to travel as much. Yeah, my brain was whizzing around there. If that company intends to reduce air travel by that amount, then, you know, and given that there is a certain stock of, of planes that should be put in the sky, then the, the airline either gets rid of those planes again or they reduce the price of the tickets. And if they reduce the price of the tickets, then that company might not be putting more people on, but but will um, but there'll be other people that will just snap yeah. up those tickets yeah. and uh, and they might become a leisure or goodness knows what. But they're but you know the price of the tickets goes down if they're selling it for ten pounds to Australia. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that will will go for that. Yeah, I mean the Ryanair um, their price went up this week actually because they announced that they reckon next year or well, the next eighteen months they're going to be they'll have around two hundred million customers which is a lot of people. That's a lot of people to be flying just on Ryanair. So yeah, you're right. There's, there's going to be a push, downward push on prices. It, it, is, it is quite strange. It's such a significant impact now being understood regarding climate change, which you know, we know that we'll talk about with Lamington, et cetera. But it just seems very strange that the very the people who we tend to recognize as being the, the higher rate customers are actually saying they're going to actually travel less. That's their expectation going forward. So having a business model that is so strongly aligned to corporate travel, I'm just questioning if that's necessarily a great thing to do, because they, you know, you know, in two years' time, you could be struggling to actually um, meet your business plan, because the corporates themselves have decided they need as part of their net zero plans to actually travel less. And the, the crazy thing is, how do you offset carbon emissions based on flights? The easiest way is not to take the flight. The effort to actually offset it otherwise is really hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it kind of then come, comes back to maybe, yeah, I mean, something that we, that we talked about earlier, really, was if we take it as the, the term local, 
And, you know, maybe maybe there'll be more local trade in that case that businesses uh, and then, you know, if we're not if we're not buying something from uh, Australia, for want of a better example, then maybe there it will make room for the companies in this country to develop and supply certain products, you know, um, obviously within reason, because we haven't got good weather like they have and different things. Exactly. Like that. You're right. And I think that what I do think is going to happen is that um, a lot of these corporates to mitigate less, less lying, they're going to employ people in those countries. They'll have, they'll have offices in those countries rather than actually bring their own staff over. I think that's what's going to start happening. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean for me, uh, uh, at my age, uh, uh, as a boomer, it's it's kind of, uh, I don't want to make light of the, 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 the rather the very unfortunate events that have taken us here, but we're returning, returning to a, a world that, that feels a little bit more familiar to me where, you know, there is more local produce in, in, in shops. And it's great to think global. Um, uh, you know, and I hope that, and I hope that never disappears because it brings with it tolerance, understanding, and all those other things. But you know, in some respects, local is also good. We hope you enjoyed listening to this bite-sized edition of Hospitality News and Views. The full editions are available on all popular podcasting platforms and include additional material which we hope you will enjoy. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.